Hello everyone, it's Professor Ken Kirkwood here talking to you about HS 2610 Introduction to Ethics in Healthcare. Coming to you from the beautiful and quiet campus of Western University, facing a deepening lockdown here on this Thursday. Anyway, I'm here to talk to you a little bit. This is like the first class of regular classes back when you used to go sit in a room with a professor and hear stuff the first class is always the review of the syllabus and review of expectations and who is this guy and all that kind of uh, chitty chat stuff so that's what we're talking about today this won't be a long one but you know it'll be a good one so i'm ken kirkwood i've been in the uh, school of health studies since the year 2000 i was ta from 2000 to 2004 and I was a TA for this very class. Uh, it was taught then by a colleague and a dear friend of mine, Dr. Louis Charland. And when he, uh, when I, they hired me basically after my PhD was done to um, teach it. And that's what I did. And then I got into tenure and so forth. So that's the shortest truncation of that you can imagine. I also taught at Laurier and Ryerson and up Queens and a bunch of other places. But, you know, the, basically I've been at Western for quite a while. Anyway, so we've been teaching this class since 2004. Um, anyway, it's a it's a good time. Most of most of the comments I ever read about it in the teaching evals and stuff is like, I thought I would hate this class, and the class turned out to be really great. And it's like, good, you know, if your expectations are that you'll die of boredom possibly uh, on the floor, and you don't, I guess that's pretty much a win, right? And if you actually say things like, it was actually pretty good, I learned some stuff. And it's like, well, that's that's basically all we can hope for in university, right? Is that I thought I would die, but instead I learned some stuff. There, There's no higher compliment, really. So there you go. So how the course will go is that on Thursdays at 12.30, the new lecture will appear on the OWL site. That's I chose that because that was when our class normally would be if we were meeting in person. This is an asynchronous class, okay? So there, it doesn't mean that it uh, you have to be at your computer at 12.30 on Thursday. It just means that that's when that will appear, right? So And I chose an audio format to lecture to you like a radio show type of thing. Um, not because I like it better at all. In fact, I like video better. But a couple things. One, the uh, video files... Sometimes we've been having some problems with OWL and how big files can be, uh, and that can be a bit of a hassle. And secondly, this way you can, if you're out for walks, jogs, riding a bike, or whatever you do, um, and where you are plugged in and listening to stuff, you can you can do it, right? Riding a bus uh, or whatever you do, you can listen to lecture. You can fit it in during those times. There won't be any PowerPoints or notes provided. It's just basically me and your opportunity to listen to what I have to say and take your own notes. And you can do it over and over. You can listen to it over and over again if that's what you need to do to get the the ideas of what you're talking about. So that's what will be every Thursday at 1230. Second thing. So for questions and stuff like that, obviously email me. The syllabus is on the OWL site, so you can find it there. No problem. Drop me a line. Um... That will be no problem. And one of the things that might happen, though, is if I start seeing, if I hear a really good question, I think, like, other people are going to have this question, then what I'm likely to do is is to do a second little announcement, maybe video or something, where I'm talking to you about um, 
answers to that question. I might won't I won't identify you if you ask a question, and I think it's good. I won't say you know, oh Lindsay from second year said this. Um, instead, I'll just say like I had a really good question, and this is what it was about, and then share the answer with everybody because more than one of you has the same question. That's my experience. And people all have a lot of people have the same question. And if you answer it to everybody, then you've solved a lot of people's anxiety and you've answered questions more effectively that way, right? It's more time efficient. So that's what'll happen. Watch for those question and answer kind of announcements, videos that'll drop every so often. And thirdly, um, in the last semester, one of the things that definitely was going on that students told me about was that they were dying under email. That email was coming in so fast and so much of it about courses from their OWL announcements that they were having a hard time. And I had the exact same problem. It wasn't OWL announcements. It wasn't even students. It was the university. I had emails about every single, (laughs) it seemed like every single issue related to COVID, including things like um, residence issues. And I'm like, well, I'm not in residence. I don't have students in residence. So I don't, it's interesting, but it's kind of a waste of my time and it's blocking up my inbox and it's becoming onerous. So, I understand that too much information is kind of killing people out there. So here's what's going to happen. On Monday mornings, you'll receive a, an, informa- an information digest email, which will tell you everything you need to know for the upcoming week. It'll remind you of what your reading is. It'll remind you of when the lecture drops. It'll remind you, it'll give you uh, essential essay writing tips, basically all that stuff. So in one email a week, I think... That's probably going to be okay for my class, and it will probably cut down on your total email traffic. Because as we, as we know, right, I see, understand that sending a lot of emails can feel like you're communicating really well. And you are. You're, you, if you're a prof who sends 10 emails a week, which I heard is true, um, then one of the problems becomes that people stop reading them or it becomes less effective in terms of people understanding what you're saying, right? Because you just bombard people with stuff, then they, they start learning or remembering less of it. So I'm trying to go for that one email a week. Obviously, if you email me personally, then I'll email you back personally because you're expecting a reply. But in terms of like for the class information, it'll be there when you wake up Monday morning, uh, whatever time you get up, it will be there waiting for you. And you can check out what our week looks like together. The The syllabus is posted, but I'll just give you the brief, briefest rundown. So we have a midterm and a final exam, and we have an essay. And the essay is because the university, the designation of the course is G. So you may remember that E, F, and G at the end of your classes, your class codes, means that it's an essay course. So yes, we have an essay. And in the process of having an essay, we'll talk about the specifics about that in a second, but let's talk about the midterm. So the midterm and the final. The exam formats are this. There is no proctoring. It will be basically you time-limited, so you will start it and you will finish it. Okay. I haven't decided how many questions yet, and I haven't decided how many minutes per question you would get. I have to find out how that has worked for other people. When we used to be in person, you know, when you used to write the midterm during class time in a room with me, Usually I went for two minutes per question. I don't know if I'll do that for this time, but just know that I'm not trying to uh, go too fast. Um, And yes, the midterm will be during, uh, uh, there will be no lecture the week of the midterm. 
Okay, so watch for that. So that's that's so that you have a clear sense of, okay, content has ended. The next week is the exam. So everything up till that week before the exam is on the exam. I'll explain more about that. It's no multiple multiples. Have you heard of this uh, phenomenon? And I have to plead guilty. I used to, I have a friend who's a educational psychology professor at University of Calgary. And he is adamantly opposed to multiple multiples. You know the ones I'm talking about, the A and C, but not D and B type format. He's, he's really radically opposed from it to it because he says what happens is that students stop looking for the right answer and they start looking for patterns in the professor's answering or creating of answers. And they're trying to look for clues about what's going on in the professor's mind. So we end up starting... Instead of paying attention to your cards while you're playing poker, you're watching the other person's face to see if they have a tell. But meanwhile, you're not paying attention to your own cards. Same kind of thing happening with multiple multiples. I did try it once. It was a colossal disaster. So there you go. Not going to do that again. So my midterm, my exam, my multiple choice exam questions, and that's what my midterm and final are multiple choice. Possibly true, false as well. But basically it's pick an answer. There will be five possible answers on the multiple choice, and of course two for true-false. And the most exotic things I get into are like none of the above and all of the above. So there's no multiple multiples. So if that's a thing that stresses you out, that can be one less thing that stresses you out about this class, at least. And uh, I don't know when the final is, of course. I have registered for it. Um, And for those of you who write it with... uh, students accommodations and so forth that's all taken care of by them so i'll hear about it it will be fine the essay the essay i've written a specific handout thing for that and that will be posted and you'll see it now here on thursday uh, about what the essay is going to be like okay so i think all the advice on there is is good i think that's what you need to know but i'll give you a quick overview but you really should read that sheet The question that I'm asking you, because every year I ask an ethical question of the students, either to answer a question or to argue against some statement I make. So this is one of those ones where it's sort of a statement. And it's really timely. I also follow sort of things that are happening in ethics and the news and try to tap into stuff that's somewhat current rather than arguing about some abstract ethical question that no one cares about and will never affect your life anyway. But the question is, should vaccinations be mandatory? Okay, so right now they're not mandatory. They're encouraged, and they may be mandatory in certain professions, but shouldn't they be mandatory for everyone? So that will be your challenge, right, is to provide a researched ethical answer to that question. And by that I don't mean dropping in uh, deontology or utilitarianism or those kind of bringing those theories in and trying to make them fit. It's an ethical question, right? Because I'm saying that the power of the state, the power of the Canadian and the Ontario governments should be brought to bear to make people put chemicals in their body. Okay, not to make it sound scary, but when that's what that is at the root of it, right? I'm saying we should be able to make you do something even if you don't want to for the betterment or for the safety and health of everyone. So that's an ethical question. You know, you could say, well, that sounds like policy, sounds like law. It's an ethical question, right? Because that's the major issue. So that's the question. That's the essay topic this year. 
all the things about how many pages and all that kind of stuff is answered on the sheet. You can check that out. And I would read it and check it out. And I think I've answered most of the questions that could come up from that. Uh, there's some classics like how few pages can I write or how few references can I get away with. Um, you know, those all sound, um, those are, I've answered those questions. So you don't have to be the one to ask me, like, what's the least amount of work I can do to get away with it? Because that sounds very bad, right? <laughs> it's like you're in a job interview and you said like, okay, well, I have to stay for my full work day, like every day. That's probably not, you probably wouldn't do that. And if you were to do that, let me tell you, you shouldn't do that, right? Because it kind of tips somebody off that maybe you're not going to be the best uh, employee ever, okay? So that's the, yes, yeah, so we talked about the course, like how it will run, basically. We talked about the evaluations in general. Um, and, oh, one more thing. So, S, uh, emails. I do check your emails. I will answer back. I do have a vacation. I have a message on there that says... Um, that I'll answer back within 72 hours. That's to help me manage the sheer quantity of emails I ha have been getting this year. Uh, I just need like you to not. I need you to know that I did see it and I will get back to you. Uh, in you know, it takes two or three days. That's the way it is. Um, I imagine. See, last semester I only had 95 students. So, and that was huge. That was a huge amount of work because they all were suffering a lot and there was a lot of emergency psychological counseling that had to take place in terms of helping students out because you're all suffering a fair bit. Now there's 365 of you, so one for every day of the year. Um, and probably more by the time I, you see this. So I'm guessing that it will be lots of email. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, manage that flow and triage it. We'll talk about the meaning of that term a little later too. Uh, to manage that so that we can get to everybody and I can get to feedback with everybody. Okay, so be patient. It's coming. Don't worry about it. Some of you already emailed me and I've already answered back, but it wasn't the next day. You understand that. Okay, so that is the basics of what the class is about. I hope you uh, all going to be okay this week. Um, and um, I'm going to sign off now. So thank you for listening. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to you all. I wish I could see you in person, but that's not to be this year. Um, maybe we'll have this all sorted out and you guys, some of you can come sit in with my fourth year classes. Uh, I love talking to you guys. Okay. I will talk to you later. This is Kirkwood signing off. Okay. Everyone have a really good week and a good weekend and I will see you next week.